Welcome to Breathe Full, a podcast for those seeking to breathe fully and deep throughout their personal journey of life. A podcast for those hungry for a moment of peace, a long deep breath, a story of wisdom, a lesson to cherish, a nugget of delight, a place where broken hearts and tense minds come to rest. Today, I will breathe full. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me in this space. How did you do on your challenge? Did you look at your perspectives, your mental attitudes? Did you assess how you were feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally? Today, we are talking about decision-making. We always come to a point in our lives where we have to make a decision. Perhaps... You were fired from a job and have to find another job or make a job for yourself. Perhaps the person you love decides inexplicably to leave you and you have to redesign a future that you never anticipated having to redesign. Perhaps a good friend has died suddenly, leaving behind young grieving children and you're having to make decisions for your family. Or watch your friends make decisions and help them make decisions. These are never easy places to find ourselves in. Decisions can be stressful and wreak havoc on our nervous system. It can make life very challenging between two partners. Because perhaps you're on opposite pages and you just can't see eye to eye. We've been thinking a lot about decision-making lately and how that guides our lives and and makes our day-to-day behaviors change or it alters our emotions or our mental attitudes. And I've been talking about it a lot recently with my friends. How do you make a decision? Do you do the pros and cons list? That used to be my favorite go-to. But as I've grown, I found other ways to help me make decisions. I was talking with one of my good friends, Heather, and one of my colleagues, Heather Mays, and she was telling me that in graduate school, she had a professor tell her about the rule of five. And she said, every decision you should ask yourself, how will this decision affect me? One, professionally. Two, artistically or creatively, three, geographically, four, financially, and five, personally. I love this breakdown because it allows you to ask a difficult question. How? How will this decision affect me professionally? Will it provide you new opportunities? Will it give you professional development? Will you be able to travel for conferences? Will it be able to grow your name in a world or in a field that you are trying to be successful in? How will this decision affect you artistically or creatively? Will it allow you to produce? Will it allow your mind to venture off into new places and ideas, making new connections and forging new realities? How will this decision affect me geographically? Will it force you to move? 
Maybe that's a great thing. Maybe you're looking for a new city and new people and new adventures. But maybe it's going to make you move away from people that you love, from your family. And it will make coming home more difficult or more financially strapping on your budget. And then how will this decision affect me financially? Is it going to increase your income? Is it going to put a burden on your financial monthly budget? Will it allow you to save? Or will it push you closer towards debt? And then how will this decision affect me personally? Is it going to make me feel good? Is it going to make me feel fulfilled, content? And how will it do that? The rule of five allows you to break down the decision in many different ways, in those five different components, which I feel like has helped me far beyond pros and cons. Because pros and cons come with different weights, and weights are hard to sometimes assess when you're just labeling something as good or bad. But where are we making these decisions from? This is another question that I have found quite fascinating and have researched through Chinese philosophy, ancient Chinese philosophy. The book that I'm pulling from today is called The Path, What Chinese Philosophers Can Teach Us About the Good Life. And it's by Michael Puitt, a professor of Chinese history at Harvard University and Christine Gross-Lowe. And this book is phenomenal because it takes you through the ways that we think about our lives and the ways that we approach a lot of different actionable items in our lives. So decision-making, how we run our relationships, how we decide how we want to move through this world. We all carry with us energy and vibes as we walk day by day past people through rooms and through this world and this book has really helped me understand that and so what they say about decision making is really interesting and it says that sometimes we make a mistake of making a decision because we assume we know who we are And it says, but remember that who you think you are, and especially what you think is you when you are making decisions, is usually just a set of patterns you've fallen into. Let that sink in for a moment. Who you think you are especially who you think is you when you are making a decision is usually just a set of patterns you've fallen into. So we make our decisions based on who we think our authentic self is. So if we're convinced that we're a pessimistic person simply because we're convinced we're a pessimistic person, We're going to make decisions that are going to shape 
who we become because we think that that reflects who we are. We think we're a pessimistic person, so we're going to make decisions that lead us into exactly the path of being a pessimistic person. And the book says, but when you do this, you box yourself in before you've even begun. When we rationally make big life decisions based on the idea that the world is coherent, we assume a clear-cut situation, clear-cut possibilities, a stable self, unchanging emotions, and an unchanging world. That's a big assumption to assume that who we are and the world we're living in is not going to change. That the decision that we're making today is still going to be the best decision for a person, the person we're going to be in 10 years. That's a lot of pressure when you're trying to make a decision. The book goes on to say that when we do this, we cut ourselves off from the real messy complexities that are the basis of which we can develop as a human being. You eliminate your ability to grow as a person because you are limiting that growth to what is in the best interest of the person you happen to be right now and not the person you will become. I love thinking that when we make a decision, we can give ourselves some grace, some space to grow. Because we don't know who we are going to become. We don't know what we are going to like in five years, in 10 years, in 50 years. All we can do is serve as a farmer. Chinese philosophers say you should approach life as a farmer approaches his land. And as the soil changes, the crops will change. And as the world changes, perhaps you need to put up a fence to protect the crops from the animals. Perhaps the weather was really bad one season and you need to make adjustments then. So they suggest that we maintain a constant consciousness of the world as unstable and start to make our decisions and responses based on an awareness of this complex, ever-changing world and your complex, ever-shifting self. Approach all of your habits, which we tend to think that our hobbies and our interests We tend to think that they have nothing to do. They are not relevant to figuring out who or what we want to do with our life. But that, that's not true. Our interests, our hobbies, they are what make us who we are. And we should lay a foundation for all of that to grow. Chinese philosophers say that being active consists 
of creating optimal conditions and responding to whatever various situations arise. It means laying the ground in which change can grow. Set a foundation and plant whatever your interests are. Nourish them and watch them grow. And rather approaching a decision and saying, I can be anything I want to be. Instead, say, I don't know yet what I want to become. Plant your interest and watch them grow. This can be really hard, right? Because let's go back to the rule of five. Maybe we don't have the finances to plant all of our interests. Maybe we can't afford attending that nightly wine tasting class. Maybe we can't afford to take the ballet class. Maybe we can't afford to study abroad in Spain. But approach the rule of five and ask yourself what you can do with what you have right now that will help you lay a solid nourishing ground for who you may be in five to ten years. So how will planting this farm of interest and hobbies and curiosities, how will that affect you professionally? Artistically or creatively? Geographically? Financially? And personally? How will planting your interest in hobbies that you don't know yet if you will truly enjoy them. You don't know, but you are planting the possibility because maybe 40-year-old you will love it. Maybe 50-year-old you would like to start a new career and become a wine sommelier. Maybe 60-year-old you becomes a yoga teacher because you started stretching 30 years before. Nourishing your possibilities and letting your curiosities and your interest drive those possibilities. And don't make the mistake of assuming they're not relevant because Who you are today, who you are in a decade, in five decades, is going to be different. And they might thank you, 50-year-old you might thank you for nourishing that possibility, that hobby, that interest, and for laying a solid foundation for it to grow. This is our hourly reminder to take a deep breath. Breathe in, hold it, slowly breathe out through the nose. Thank you.
So now I ask you, what decision are you struggling with right now? What is the struggle? How is it making you feel? And how can this decision, instead of being sought, instead of being seen as pros and cons, black or white, good or bad, let's make this decision-making process more colorful, more spread out. Let's ask yourself, what is possible here? What if it works out exactly as you want it to? What is the urge? What does your intuition tell you? What does it feel like? What is the part that is not yet clear? What is the opportunity and what is the challenge here? What is here that you want to explore? What other angles can you think of? Can you plant this decision as an interest or hobby that maybe can grow instead of saying yes or no or cutting something off right here? Can you cultivate this decision right now for later? The exciting part about decision-making is you get to design your life. And so you can decide. What do you want to do with this thing? Maybe it's a job offer. Maybe it's a marriage proposal. Maybe it's contemplating divorce. Maybe it's, do I move cities? Maybe it's, do I save more money each month? No matter what the decision is, how can you think of it as a seed and plant it and nourish its growth and watch it work for you in many different ways and unfold in many different ways as you grow and learn and expand as a person. Your challenge for today is to think about the rule of five and then how you can apply that to creating a farm of possibilities for yourself. And remember, the world is not a stable place and you are not 
stable human being. And while that sounds like a terrible thing to say, it just means that our emotions will change, our values will change, our interest will change, our environment, the situation, the circumstances, everything will change. So instead of taking the approach of, I know exactly what I want to be and I'm going to take all of these classes to be it and I'm going to follow this exact career path to be it. Instead of thinking that way, think of a way that says, I don't know who I can become, but I'm going to plant a thriving farm of possibilities so I can find out and so that I don't limit myself on who I think I am. So for that challenge, take out that piece of paper, write down a decision you're struggling with, apply the rule of five, how will this affect me professionally, artistically slash creatively, geographically, financially, and personally. Once you've applied the rule of five, ask yourself, how can I hold the seed of possibility and plant it? For now, for later, for who I am this day, and for who I will be. Thank you for coming to this space today. Let's keep the conversation going. Follow me on Instagram at Sheena Jeffers. That's S-H-E-E-N-A-J-E-F-F as in Frank E-R-S. And keep in touch with me. Let me know what helps you to breathe and what inspires you. For now, blessings. We'll talk soon.